the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are going to dig deep into the parallel version of Wendy Adams and her advanced signature cards, which Fantasy Flight Games unveiled at the end of 2021. Arkham's beloved orphan goes all in on the Bless and Curse token mechanic introduced in the Innsmouth Conspiracy Cycle, as she searches for her father in her very own challenge scenario, Red Tide Rising. Is Parallel Wendy blessed, cursed, or a little of both? Let's find out. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these Parallel Investigator videos. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Coleman O'Tritty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that graces the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Before we look at Parallel Wendy proper, here is a quick reminder about the rules for Parallel Investigators. When building a Wendy Adams deck, you may choose whether to use the original version or the parallel version of her front and back sides. Each version has its own advantages and disadvantages. You can also mix and match the two versions. This means that you can use both original sides, both parallel sides, the original front side and the parallel back side, or the parallel front side and the original back side. There are parallel versions of all of the investigators from the core set, which gives players a lot of flexibility as they build decks. We'll take a closer look at some of the options for Wendy Adams later in this video. It was always a matter of when, not if, we were going to see a parallel version of Wendy Adams, and Fantasy Flight Games finally unveiled their fresh take on everyone's favorite urchin to close out 2021. Just in case you're too... Just in case you're new to the game, the original version of Wendy Adams has 4 willpower, 3 intellect, 1 combat, and 4 agility. She has the drifter trait, 7 health, and 7 sanity. As a response, when you reveal a chaos token, choose and discard one card from your hand. Cancel that chaos token and return it to the bag. Reveal a new chaos token. Limit once per test per ability. Her elder sign effect is plus zero, but if Wendy's amulet is in play, you automatically succeed instead. Parallel Wendy has the same stat line health and sanity as her corset counterpart, but her new abilities use the bless and curse token mechanic that was introduced during the Innsmouth Conspiracy Cycle. Parallel Wendy has the Drifter, Blessed, and Curse traits to reflect this change to her abilities. The first big change to Parallel Wendy is that she starts the game with a new permanent, Tidal Memento. Tidal Memento is a permanent asset with two responses. First, when an enemy would ready or Doom would be placed on it, you may release a Bless or Curse token sealed on that enemy to cancel that effect. Second, during a skill test you were performing, when a Chaos token would be revealed from the Chaos Bag, you may resolve a Bless or Curse token on an enemy instead. Both responses require you to release tokens sealed on enemies, which begs the question, how do you seal Bless and or Curse tokens on them in the first place? That's where Parallel Wendy's special ability comes into play. As a response, after you successfully evade a non-elite enemy, you may either seal one Bless or one Curse token from the Chaos Bag, or any Bless or Curse tokens revealed from the Chaos Bag during this test on that enemy. Parallel Wendy's Elder Sign effect is plus two, and you search the Chaos Bag for up to two blessed and or cursed tokens and reveal them, ignoring their effect. 
The original version of Wendy Adams released in the core set already had one of the most powerful special abilities in the game, so I had reined in my expectations for the parallel version. You can't get much better than cancelling a Chaos token once per skill test, so any ability that the designers created for Parallel Wendy was going to pale in comparison. I wasn't sure where Maxine and Jeremy would take Parallel Wendy, but I certainly wasn't expecting them to go the Bless-slash-Curse route. It makes sense, though. Prior to Parallel Wendy's release, there were only two investigators who really embraced the Bless and or Curse mechanic, Father Matteo from the Forgotten Age Deluxe Expansion and Sister Mary from the Innsmouth Conspiracy Deluxe Expansion and both of those focused on the Bless side of the equation. Parallel Wendy is unique in that she straddles the Bless and or Curse fence. She can go all in on Bless tokens, Curse tokens, or mix and match the two. Obviously, your first impression of Parallel Wendy will depend a lot on your feelings about the Bless and Curse mechanic introduced during the Insmith Conspiracy Cycle. If you enjoy that mechanic, then Parallel Wendy is a dream come true. If you don't like that mechanic, or you don't own the Innsmouth Conspiracy Deluxe Expansion and the subsequent six Mythos packs, then Parallel Wendy won't be of much interest to you. Personally, I found the Bless and Curse mechanic to be... underwhelming. I experimented with various Bless and or Curse decks, and I found them to be a step slower than their non-Bless and or Curse counterparts in solo play. I didn't really like the fact that I had to fill the Chaos Bag with Bless and or Curse tokens before I could play the cards that leveraged those tokens. If it took too long to fill the bag with Bless and or Curse tokens, the scenario could end before those tokens, or the cards that depended on them to be effective, had any impact on the game, which was disappointing. The payoff for investing in the Bless and or Curse mechanic also turned out to be somewhat lackluster. While certain cards, such as Radiant Smite, Holy Spear, and Eye of the Djinn, were exciting additions to the game, Others, such as the upgrades for Cryptic Grimoire, Flute of the Outer Guards, and Rite of Equilibrium were slow, situational, or just plain bad. And then there was a watchful piece, which was so busted that it quickly landed on the optional list of taboos. The designers also had second thoughts about the power level of Hollow, which was added to the list too. When building a deck these days, the only Bless and our Curse cards that I tend to play are Deep Knowledge, Faustian Bargain, and Promise of Power, because their power level is above the curve, and they don't require any setup. They're just ruthlessly efficient. That brings us back to Parallel Wendy. If decks built around the Bless-slash-Curse mechanic felt a step slower than their non-Bless-Curse counterparts in solo, then Parallel Wendy feels two steps slower. For Parallel Wendy and Tidal Memento to work properly, you must achieve two objectives. First, you must fill the Chaos Bag with Bless and Curse tokens. Second, and perhaps more importantly, you must evade a non-elite enemy while drawing as many of those tokens as possible to seal them on that enemy. Until you achieve those two objectives, Parallel Wendy and Tidal Memento are effectively blank. Honestly, that's not a great starting point for an investigator, which leads me to believe that Parallel Wendy may be more consistent in the multiplayer format, which is much more forgiving when it comes to combos that require time to set up properly. Filling the Chaos Bag with enough Bless and Curse tokens isn't that difficult mechanically, but it does take time. Parallel Wendy lacks Sister Mary's innate ability to seed the bag with tokens round after round, so she must rely on cards like Deep Knowledge, Faustian Bargain, Keep Faith, Promise of Power, and Tempt Fate, among a host of others, to do it for her. If she doesn't draw enough of those cards at the beginning of a scenario, there won't be enough tokens in the bag to leverage her ability consistently. Obviously, filling the bag with Bless and Curse tokens is much easier if you're playing in multiplayer, 
and there is another Bless Curse deck at the table to help you. Then again, the more players at the table, the more likely they'll draw the Bless and Curse tokens that you would prefer to keep for yourself. Fortunately, Parallel Wendy's ability is worded in such a way that she needs only one Bless or Curse token in the bag to trigger her response. That is a low bar to clear, even for a solo player like myself. Let's be optimistic and assume that she can consistently add enough tokens to the bag. What then? Well, then Wendy must evade a non-elite enemy, which leaves her at the mercy of the encounter deck and the chaos bag. I'm fairly certain that Parallel Wendy doesn't have access to a card like On the Hunt, which would let her search the encounter deck for an enemy, so she must draw one the old-fashioned way. That's not ideal, especially if you're playing solo and drawing only one encounter card per round. You may draw a non-elite enemy during the first Mythos phase, or the sixth. There's no way to know. During a recent playthrough of Dark Side of the Moon, I drew an enemy on the first Mythos phase and then never saw another from the encounter deck. It's going to be very tough for Parallel Wendy to get rolling in those circumstances. Obviously, this is less problematic in multiplayer, where it's more of a question of how will Wendy engage and or evade the non-elite enemy that we draw, rather than will the group draw an enemy quickly enough. To throw another wrench into the proceedings, Wendy needs to draw the right kind of enemy, that is, a non-elite enemy, preferably with a low evade value that spawns at or near her location that is worth evading rather than killing outright. Non-elite enemies like the ghoul minion are ideal, non-elite enemies like the wizard of the order on the other hand are not. Again, let's be optimistic and assume that the right type of non-elite enemy arrives on the scene sooner than later. What then? Well, then Parallel Wendy needs to evade that non-elite enemy. Fortunately, her base agility skill value is 4, and it makes her very good at evading enemies. However, as we all know, the Chaos Bag is the final arbiter during skill tests. There is no guarantee Wendy will successfully evade the enemy, especially if she's been filling the bag with a bunch of curse tokens. Ideally, Wendy would like to draw as many Bless and or Curse tokens as she can during that evade action to get the most out of her ability, but again, there are no guarantees when it comes to the Chaos Bag. Parallel Wendy does have a few options to tip the odds in her favor. For example, she can reveal an additional token with Hit Me from the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion, or Fish for Bless and Curse tokens with Third Times a Charm Level 2 from Devil Reef. If Wendy wants to guarantee that she reveals a Bless and Curse token, she can play Favor of the Sun 1 and or Favor of the Moon 1 from the Lair of Dagon. Parallel Wendy can even start a campaign with those cards in her deck thanks to In the Thick of It from the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. These cards do add another piece to the combo that is Parallel Wendy, but you should probably consider playing them. You never know how many chances you'll get to evade a non-elite enemy. Better to err on the side of caution and maximize the number of Bless and or Curse tokens that you seal during a test, rather than sealing just one token here or there. It's worth emphasizing here that Parallel Wendy's effectiveness hinges on evading enemies. Killing them, either out of habit or the necessity to earn victory points, is not ideal. If you plan to arm Blessed Wendy with a Holy Spear and throw down with every enemy you encounter, you should probably think twice about building your deck around Parallel Wendy's front. Long story short, I'm not blown away by Parallel Wendy's ability, at least in solo play. I don't really like cards that are essentially blank until I do X, Y, and Z, especially if I don't have a lot of control over those variables. I'm not all that concerned about filling the Chaos Bag with Bless and Curse tokens, since every Bless and Curse deck I've played has had to do that. 
It may not happen as quickly or consistently as I would like, but at least it usually doesn't require much more than drawing enablers like Tempt Fate as early as possible. Successfully evading a non-elite enemy? That's a bigger issue. It's not an insurmountable problem by any stretch, but Parallel Wendy doesn't have a lot of say when or where that enemy spawns, which is kind of annoying. The type of enemy is also important. Some enemies are simply better off dead because they're extremely annoying or worth those sweet, sweet victory points. All these variables have the potential to chip away at Parallel Wendy's consistently, especially in solo. I'd feel a lot better about Parallel Wendy if there was some way to estimate how many Bless and or Curse tokens she can expect to seal during any given scenario, but there are just too many variables in play for that. Ideally, you'd like to seal as many Bless and or Curse tokens as possible during an evade action so you have plenty of them available to use with Tidal Memento. Parallel Wendy's ability has no limit, so you're encouraged to fill her size 7 Mary Janes with tokens, so to speak. However, you kinda need to play cards like Third Time's a Charm level 2 to make that happen, which adds yet another quote-unquote step to the combo. Unfortunately, reality rarely reflects the ideal in the Arkham Horror LCG, and the pessimist in me can't shake the feeling that Parallel Wendy will have relatively few tokens available to leverage Tidal Memento in solo play. Pairing Parallel Wendy with another Bless or Curse deck in multiplayer fixes a lot of the issues that I have with her ability. Filling the Chaos Bag with Bless and or Curse tokens becomes less onerous, so does drawing enemies from the encounter deck. So long as the other non-Bless Curse players at the table keep their grubby little paws off your tokens, you should be good to go. Ultimately, Parallel Wendy's effectiveness depends on her ability to leverage the Bless and or Curse tokens that she seals on the non-elite enemies that she evades. That's where Tidal Memento comes in. The first response on Tidal Memento is a lot more situational than the second. While it doesn't stop that initial doom from being added to an Acolyte or the Wizard of the Order, it does cancel the effects on cards like Mysterious Chanting, Arousing Suspicion, Initiate of Dagon, or Priest of Dagon. That could come in handy during scenarios with tight doom thresholds, like the Midnight Masks. That said, there simply aren't that many encounter cards or effects that add doom to enemies in play. It's also worth noting that many of the enemies targeted by those types of effects have an annoying habit of spawning at empty locations, which makes it more time-consuming to evade them in the first place. Unless I'm absolutely swimming in bless or curse tokens, or it's a dire emergency, it's unlikely that I'd be willing to release a token to trigger this response. The first response on Tidal Memento can also stop an enemy from readying. Enemies with the Hunter keyword are an obvious target for this effect, but you could also use it to pin down an enemy at a location where you need to gather a bunch of clues. While this response can be valuable, it does kind of run counter to what Parallel Wendy is trying to do, Ideally, Wendy wants ready enemies at the table so she can evade them again, and hopefully seal more tokens. Again, I don't know how often I'd be willing to release a Bless or Curse token to trigger this effect, especially if tokens are in short supply, but the decision whether to ready an enemy is bound to crop up a lot more during scenarios than effects that add doom. The second response on Tidal Memento helps parallel Wendy trigger cards that use Bless and or Curse tokens. This response is the reason that you're playing Parallel Wendy. The ability to guarantee that you draw Bless and or Curse tokens to trigger effects on cards such as Beloved, Blessing of Isis, Eye of the Jinn, Paradoxical Covenant, Jacob Morrison, and Ward of Radiance, among others, is just too good to pass up. Those types of cards become a lot more consistent when you can pull a Bless and or Curse token whenever you need one.
This response is very similar to those on the neutral assets Favor of the Sun and Favor of the Moon. Unlike Favor of the Sun and Moon, Tidal Memento doesn't exhaust, so you can use it on as many skill tests as you like during your turn, as long as you've got the tokens to resolve. That said, Favor of the Sun and Moon are fast and seal up to three tokens. Parallel Wendy is going to need to take an evade action and get a little bit lucky with her pulls from the Chaos Bag to have any hope of sealing that many tokens. Of course, there's nothing stopping you from using Parallel Wendy's ability in conjunction with either favor to ensure that you have a steady supply of tokens for cards like Eye of the Djinn. If you happen to seal a bunch of tokens on favor of the moon or the sun, you can use Parallel Wendy's ability to transfer them to non-elite enemies during evade actions. Essentially, you get to use those tokens twice, which is a neat trick. Transferring curse tokens to non-elite enemies from favor of the moon on your terms is a great way to keep those tokens out of the chaos bag, where they can do some real harm. Finally, that brings us to Parallel Wendy's Elder Sign ability, which is pretty good. Plus two is usually enough to pass all but the toughest skill tests in standard difficulty, and the ability to search the chaos bag for up to two bless and or curse tokens and reveal them, ignoring their effects, is great. It works very well indeed with cards such as Eye of the Djinn or Paradoxical Covenant, but you can also use it to trigger cards like Fey or the Triad of Cursed Mystic Spells released during the Innsmouth Conspiracy Cycle. And don't forget that if you draw an Elder Sign while evading a non-elite enemy, you get to seal those tokens on that enemy for future use. As with all of the parallel investigators from the core set, Parallel Wendy comes with alternative deck building options. Core Wendy may play rogue cards level 0 to 2, which synergize really well with her above average agility. Cards like the 41 Derringer level 2, Backstab, Intel Report, Lockpicks level 1, and Pickpocketing have been the peanut butter to Wendy's jelly in many a deck. Before you build a parallel Wendy deck, you must pick a trait Blessed, Cursed, or both Blessed and Cursed. If you choose Blessed and Cursed, your deck size increases by 5. I assume the designers bumped Parallel Wendy's deck size slightly so that she has extra slots available for Bless and or Curse enablers like Deep Knowledge, Faustian Bargain, Keep Faith, and Tempt Fate. Parallel Wendy's deck building options include Survivor cards level 0 to 5, Neutral cards level 0 to 5, and cards of your chosen traits level 0 to 5. Parallel Wendy's deck building requirements are the same as her corset counterpart, that is, Wendy's amulet, abandoned and alone, and a basic weakness. We'll discuss the advanced versions of Wendy's signature cards later in this video. Of the three deck building options, Blessed Wendy is the least exciting to me for two reasons. First, Blessed tokens make the game a little easier than I'd like, so if I play with the Bless Curse mechanic, I tend to gravitate toward Curse. Second, most cards with the Bless trait are in Guardian, Mystic, and Survivor, and there are already four investigators, Sister Mary, Tommy Muldoon, Father Mateo, and William York, who have those classes more or less covered. I have no doubt that Blessed Wendy has the potential to be very powerful. How could she not be between the excellent survivor card pool and drawing piles of Blessed tokens? But I'm not convinced that she breaks a lot of new ground either. Blessed Wendy lacks Sister Mary's innate ability to seed the Chaos Bag with Blessed tokens, so she'll need to rely on cards like Keep Faith and Tempt Fate to get the job done. Both cards are events, which she can recycle with Wendy's Amulet or Scrounge for supplies. Keep Faith is also a tempting target for Resourceful. If Parallel Wendy can get this engine online mid to late game, she should have plenty of blessed tokens to work with for the remainder of a scenario. 
Rite of Sanctification is a staple in blessed decks, and Parallel Wendy can use it to reduce the cost of important assets, such as Wendy's Amulet, Tract Shoes, and Peter Sylvester, among others. There is some tension between Rite of Sanctification and Tidal Memento, since both require sealed tokens. So you should manage your tokens carefully, especially at the beginning of a scenario, to ensure that you have enough to trigger both cards. As I mentioned earlier, Blessed Wendy can play Hit Me and Third Times a Charm level 2 to fish for extra Blessed Tokens if necessary. I wasn't a huge fan of Righteous Hunt level 1 when it was released in Into Deep, but the ability to move to an enemy up to two locations away, engage it, and add a Blessed Token or two to the Chaos Bag is promising in this type of build. Wendy can't evade an enemy unless she's engaged with it after all. Holy Rosary 2 boosts Wendy's willpower to 5, 6 with Peter Sylvester 2 in play, if Wendy needs to kill something rather than evade it, she can leverage that high willpower with Radiant Smite level 1, a nice replacement for Backstab in traditional Wendy decks. As much as I love the idea of Wendy going ham with a Holy Spear, that strategy doesn't really jive with her objective to evade enemies. If I built that deck, I'd probably look at a combination of Core Wendy's front and Parallel Wendy back, or I'd just play Tommy, who has access to the same cards as Wendy and is a beast with the spear. Cursed Wendy is a more interesting option. Cards with the Cursed trait are sprinkled throughout the Secret, Rogue, Mystic, and Survivor card pools. While we've had investigators like Trish Scarborough and Dexter Drake who could dip their toes in two of those card pools, we haven't had one besides Lola who can take cards from all four. Cursed Wendy can play Deep Knowledge, Faustian Bargain, Promise of Power, and Tempt Fate to fill the bag with Cursed Tokens to leverage cards like the Triad of Cursed Mystic Spells, Eye of the Jinn, Fey, Gaze of Araksh, and Riastrad. The Triad of Cursed Mystic Spells are a very intriguing option because Wendy is just a Granny Orn, Peter Sylvester 2, or Tristan Botley 2 away from having 5 or even 6 willpower, putting her on par with the likes of Akachi, Agnes, or Dexter. However, there is one potential drawback to this deck worth discussing. On the plus side, sealing cursed tokens on non-elite enemies is a great way to keep those tokens out of the chaos bag so they can't hurt you. But all of those cursed tokens will make it more challenging for Parallel Wendy to seal tokens on non-elite enemies in the first place. Wendy has 4 agility and many non-elite enemies have below average evade values. However, pulling more than one cursed token during a skill test will quickly turn the tide against her, and Wendy doesn't get to seal tokens if that evade action fails. Cursed Wendy does have a few options to swing the odds back in her favor. Adding a few blessed tokens to the Chaos Bag with cards like Keep Faith and Tempt Fate can help to counteract the curses, and Wendy can seal those blessed tokens to boot. Blessed tokens also turn on cards like Paradoxical Covenant and Beloved, which enable Wendy to automatically succeed during an evade action, regardless of how many curse tokens she draws. Other options include Hit Me, Third Times a Charm 2, Live and Learn, and Token of Faith. Hit Me gives Wendy another chance to pull a Bless and Curse token. Better yet, it has no effect on Bless tokens, and it will switch the modifier on Curse tokens to plus 2 from minus 2, which is a pretty sweet deal. Third Times a Charm 2 lets Wendy fish around in the Chaos Bag for the right mix of tokens. With a little luck, Wendy could use it to pull a bunch of Bless and or Curse tokens that cancel each other out. Live and Learn doesn't help Wendy pass the initial evade action, but it does give her another bite at the apple if she happens to fail. Live and Learn's plus two bonus during the subsequent test also effectively counteracts one curse token. Token of Faith won't help Wendy if she pulls too many curse tokens during the initial evade action, but it does convert those tokens to blessed tokens, which should help her pass subsequent tests. 
That brings us to Blurst Wendy. Of the three trait choices, this is the one that I find the most interesting. Blurst Wendy is the only investigator who can play all the Blessed and Cursed tech, which can help her leverage cards like Eye of the Djinn, Lucky Penny, Tristan Botley, Paradoxical Covenant, and Spirit of Humanity too. Blurst Wendy does have a slightly larger deck size than her Blessed or Cursed counterparts, which might be a problem for players who prefer to play with the smallest deck size possible. If you count yourself in that group, sticking with Cursed Wendy is a good option. Given that Eye of the Djinn is exceptional, you may prefer it due to the smaller deck size. Besides, the Survivor card pool gives Wendy access to quite a few blessed cards regardless of which trait she picks during deck construction. Eye of the Djinn is the quintessential Blurst card. When you initiate a skill test, you may exhaust Eye of the Djinn to set your base skill value to 5 for that test. If you reveal a blessed token, then you get to ready the Eye of the Djinn. If you reveal a cursed token, you may take an additional action during your turn. Eye of the Djinn doesn't have any limit besides the exhaust clause, so if you can pull bless and curse tokens consistently, you can set your base skill value to 5 for multiple tests and take additional actions, which is very powerful. Blurst Wendy may also use all those bless and curse tokens to trigger Paradoxical Covenant. Automatically succeeding on a skill test is a great effect, but uh, Nate and I didn't rate Paradoxical Covenant very highly during our review of the player cards in the Into Deep Mythos pack, because we didn't believe there was an investigator who could put enough Bless and Curse tokens into the bag to trigger it consistently. Blurst Wendy may well be that investigator. If I had one complaint about the Blurst Wendy deck, it's the lack of options. Most of the cards released during the Innsmouth Conspiracy Cycle encourage you to go all-in on either Bless tokens or Curse tokens, not both, for the sake of consistency. Besides Eye of the Djinn and Paradoxical Covenant, there just aren't that many cards that have cool effects if you draw Bless and Curse tokens, which is a bit of a shame now that we have an investigator who has access to all the Bless and Curse tech. Here's hoping that Maxine and Jeremy get a chance to flesh out the Bless Curse mechanic in a future expansion and give Blur decks some interesting new toys. Before we jump into Wendy's advanced signature cards, I'd like to share some examples of Blessed, Cursed, and Blurst parallel Wendy decks with you. Unfortunately, it would appear that Parallel Wendy didn't exactly inspire a lot of deck builders, and I could only find five decks during a quick survey on ArkhamDB. Jack built a deck entitled Blessed Child shortly after Fantasy Flight unveiled Parallel Wendy. It's a Dark Horse deck that leverages the resource discounts from Rite of Sanctification to play expensive cards like Mariner's Compass and Track Shoes on the cheap. I get the impression that Jack built the deck primarily to show off this combination, which is definitely thought-provoking. Perhaps Jack or another member of the community will revisit the idea and flesh out the deck at some point in the future. Three decks explore the Cursed Wendy angle. Forever Cursed Wendy Adams by Cthulhu's second cousin and Cursed Eye Parallel Wendy by Valentine1331 use cards like Deep Knowledge, Faustian Bargain, and Stirring Up Trouble to fill the bag with cursed tokens to leverage the triad of cursed mystic spells primarily Armageddon and Eye of Chaos. Cursed Eye Parallel Wendy includes more blessed tech than the former deck since it plans on upgrading to the Eye of the Djinn. Valentine1331's deck also includes an extensive strategy guide that breaks down how to fight, investigate, and invade with the deck, as well as a list of potential upgrades. If you speak Spanish, check out Cursed Legacy by Callan. It is very similar to Valentine1331's build and includes a short strategy guide. There is one more deck that I'd like to mention, Jindy Adams by Elsewhere. Elsewhere presents a fully upgraded core Wendy deck focused on Eye of the Djinn. 
However, Elsewhere's extensive strategy guide goes the extra mile, discussing how the deck changes depending on how you mix and match core and parallel Wendy's front and back sides. I'll leave links to all these decks in the description down below. If you're looking for ideas for your own parallel Wendy build, I suggest you check them out. As with all the parallel investigators, Parallel Wendy comes with advanced signature cards. Before we jump into the advanced signature cards themselves, let's quickly review the rules. Regardless of which version of Wendy you use, you may optionally upgrade Wendy's signature cards to her new advanced signature cards, replacing the original versions. These are included only as a set. If you choose to upgrade Wendy's amulet, you must also upgrade Abandoned and Alone. Doing so costs no experience and may be done at any point during a campaign. However, once this upgrade is made, it cannot be undone unless you are instructed otherwise. For example, if you play Wendy's challenge scenario, Red Tide Rising, you may be instructed to upgrade or downgrade one of her signature cards, depending on which resolution you achieve. With that out of the way, let's take a look at the advanced versions of Wendy's Amulet and Abandon and Alone. Wendy's Amulet is a two-cost asset with a willpower and two wild skill icons. It has the item and relic traits, the advanced keyword, and the Wendy Adams deck only limitation. While Wendy's Amulet is in play, you may play any event in your discard pile as if it were in your hand. However, after you play an event or discard an event from play, place it on the bottom of your deck instead of your discard pile. Wendy's Amulet takes up an accessory slot. Wendy's Amulet Advanced is an amazing upgrade to its core set counterpart. That version limits you to the topmost event in your discard pile. The Advanced version eliminates that restriction so you can play any event if you're playing a parallel Wendy deck. If you're playing a parallel Wendy deck, you're spoiled for choice. Deep Knowledge, Faustian Bargain, Keep Faith, Tempt Fate, Hit Me, Live and Learn, Stirring Up Trouble, and Third Time's a Charm too are all events which makes filling the Chaos Bag with Bless and or Curse Tokens a breeze. Wendy's Amulet Advanced is fantastic, which means there must be a drawback. Enter Abandoned and Alone Advanced. It has the Madness trait and the Revelation. Remove all non-weakness cards in your discard pile from the game. If no cards were removed by this effect, shuffle this card back into your deck. Otherwise, take three Direct Horror. Abandoned and Alone Advanced ratchets up the pain of its corset counterpart in three ways. First, Abandoned and Alone Advance raises the Direct Horror to 3 from 2. That means Wendy has only 3 sanity to play around with if she hopes to survive when her weakness pops. That doesn't give her a lot of room for error, so you need to make sure you include enough horror mitigation, soak, and or healing in your deck to compensate. Fortunately, the Survivor card pool has some of the best horror soak in the game. Cards like Cheris, Keepsake, and Peter Sylvester 2 can keep the horror off Wendy's Investigator card, so there is little chance Abandoned and Alone will drive her insane outright. Second, if you draw Abandoned and Alone Advanced while your discard pile is empty, you shuffle it back into your deck. The core version could whiff if you got lucky and drew it when your discard pile was empty. The advanced version puts a stop to that. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised the core set version didn't include this clause to begin with, and I'm not all that worried about this tweak. Abandoned and Alone rarely whiffed anyway, and if you're playing Short Supply, the new Survivor Permanent from the Edge of the Earth, you have really nothing to worry about. You may even trigger Abandoned and Alone before you even take your first action. The third change to Abandoned and Alone Advanced removes all non-weakness cards in your discard pile from the game. The key difference here being non-weakness. The core version removed everything in your discard pile. If your basic weakness happened to be in your discard pile when Abandoned and Alone popped, 
you didn't have to worry about dealing with it again in the event that you drew through your deck. Again, I'm kind of surprised the core version didn't include this clause in the first place. As a solo player, I don't tend to draw through my deck all that often, so I'm not really worried about this, and I don't think you should be either. I guess it could be a problem if Abandoned and Alone removes a sizable chunk of your draw deck during a long scenario, but that's not something you can really prepare for, so you'll have to cross that bridge when you come to it. All the changes to Abandoned and Alone beg the question, is it worth upgrading to Wendy's Amulet Advanced? If you plan to use Wendy's Amulet to recycle a bunch of events, upgrading I think is a no-brainer. The advanced version is simply better in every way. Just play or commit events as you draw them and fish them out of your discard pile in whatever order you please once Wendy's Amulet hits the table. Taking three Direct Horror does hurt, but Wendy is in a much better position to deal with it now than the dark times before Peter Sylvester and Cherished Keepsake arrived on the scene. The other changes to Abandoned and Alone close a couple of loopholes, but I think their overall impact is relatively minor. If Wendy's Amulet isn't critical to your strategy, I think you might as well stick to the core set version. You don't really miss the extra willpower icon, and there isn't much point to taking more direct horror than necessary. That's going to do it for my look at Parallel Wendy. As I mentioned earlier, I do have some concerns about her consistency in the solo format, but she should perform well in multiplayer, especially if there is another Bless and or Curse deck at the table to help her stock the Chaos Bag with tokens. Parallel Wendy's deck building options give players a lot of food for thought, and I think there are viable builds whether you choose Bless, Curse, or both as your trait. Parallel Wendy's options have a lot of potential to expand if the designers ever revisit the Bless and Curse mechanic in a future Investigator expansion. Personally, I'd like to see a few more cards that encourage players to play Bless and Curse, rather than focus exclusively on one or the other. But now I want to know what you think. Have you had a chance to play Parallel Wendy? Are my fears about her viability in Solo unwarranted? Have you discovered any interesting builds? Let me know in the comments down below. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching, and stay tuned for more great Arkham Horror LCG content. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your other sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.